Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and today a very special guest, writer and actor, Mara Wilson. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to have you. We've yeah. been internet friends for such a long time and we've never met in yeah, real life. Yeah, we have. We have. That, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, same. But this, yeah. I feel like, is the perfect way uh, for, <laughs> for us to have our first hangout. Yeah, exactly. Is me uh, talking about Mortal Kombat at you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm open to it. I, I agreed to come here, so obviously. <laughs> True. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, before we get into it, uh, I saw that you went to Les Rob last night. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, Jenny Jaffe, my friend, we, we, my friend Jenny Jaffe and I went to Les Mis and uh, we somehow got front row orchestra seats. Holy cow. Yeah, it was incredible. Some, I, somehow, like, you bought different seats, and then when you got there, they were like, no, 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 <laughs> you, you must sit up front. Well, well I, I, they, they actually invited me. Like it was opening night. They wanted. I know. I and I. I think like I think like there aren't a lot of celebrities in L.A. who are really into musical theater. I guess because I'm like D-list, but they gave me front row seats, and Holy I was cow. like, wow, this is amazing. And and yeah, and I I was not expecting that at all. I got I got tickets to see uh, Dear Evan Hansen too a couple months mm. ago, but that was like like I was I was not front row for that. Uh, but, yeah, so yeah, I that feel was a like I feel like they yeah I guess they feel like they realize that that like. I am somebody who likes musical theater and yeah. I tweet a lot. And so that's, that's what I that's assume it must promotion. have been because yeah. And we had a great time. I'd never seen it staged before. So, so mm. I mean, I knew the music and I knew the story and everything, but, but I'd never actually seen it on stage. Jenny's seen it like eight times. So it seemed that way based on her, another long time internet yes, friend of mine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jenny's seen it a bunch of times. I've seen Jenny do, I do like, uh, what is that? The confrontation with, with Valjean and Javert, I've seen oh, yeah. her do both sides by herself. <laughs> you know, I've I've seen her. Yeah, sure. I've seen her like like you know sing "Who Am I" with like a Jean Valjean puppet. I've seen her oh, do. Great. Yeah, she she was a dedicated fan. Did she whereas, build the Jean Valjean puppet? No, I, I think like she, she just very casually mentioned the maybe, existence of Jean Valjean puppet. <laughs> well, she I think she I think she went to some. She got a puppet, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was one of those build a puppet things. Perfect. So yeah, it was the first time I'd ever seen it, and and uh, and yeah, I had a great time. I mean, it's it's lame, is it's over the top, it's 
people suffering tremendously mm-hmm. uh but well it's opera but, disguised as just exactly. regular musical theater <laughs> exactly it is it is yeah. but but there were things like the the jean valjean was great like most of the i would say yeah the, the whole cast was really good but for every it. pantages employee slash mortal podcast listener um <laughs> i am also into musical theater i'll take the z-list seats i'll sit in the balcony that's fine um, yeah it was great it was really great uh i i teared up it on my own which i did not think would ever happen again mm-hmm. i thought that that was something that 15 year old me would would you know leave behind because it's such a corny song but like power of live theater yeah but yeah eponine the eponine really sold it so so yeah and i hate marius i hate marius as a character i think he sucks he's terrible yeah he's more interesting in the book but he's always kind of sucks in every iteration yeah he he sucks i hated him in the movie and i like eddie redmayne but i hated him in the movie Mm -hmm. i hated him in the movie i was just like you are you are just some shitty privileged boy who who your friends do all the work and that's true and everyone yes and you fall in love with with someone that you met once and you're a dumbass and i hate you Mm -hmm. uh so i hate him but he but the guy playing it was great so i was like oh i am actually charmed by marius i'm definitely gonna try to catch the show yeah so uh all right so mortal kombat yeah mortal kombat i'm curious mara what what experiences have you had if any i know three things about mortal kombat okay i know one that my mom wouldn't let us play it Mm-hmm. We never had a game system growing up because my mom said my brothers would fight over it. We had computer games and we had emulators, so many emulators, once sure. my brothers were old enough to figure things out. There's a SWAT uh, team waiting outside of exactly, the Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, you wouldn't steal a car. Um, but there's, but there's, uh, I know that my mom saw uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, what are they called? Like one of the, one of the arcade games at uh, 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And she said, Mortal Kombat is against my religion and you wow. guys won't play it. And we were like, oh, okay. So we, so we knew we couldn't play that. We could play Street Fighter. Okay. And we did play Street Fighter. I mean, Street Fighter's way less bloody. Yeah, Although, exactly. Although, in my opinion, that just means they're not showing the reasonable consequences of That's beating true. someone to a pole. That's true. Well, I mean, I was very into Chun-Li, and then I was very into Blanca, because Blanca sure. can bite on people and, He's like, draw blood and also yeah. electrocute them. So, yeah. you know, I was and I was into Chun-Li because, hey, look, there's a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so that was, yeah, that was definitely something that I, I that was something that I heard. Uh, the second one was a joke on uh, on Malcolm in the Middle, where <laughs> where uh, when I w- that I learned when I was like twelve, and it was um, I guess like the youngest brother Dewey is is telling is telling like a fantastical story about a monster, and his brother's like his brother's like you're just lying, and uh, Brian Cranston goes, look if that's what Dewey said happens, there's happened, there's no reason to argue with him about it. And he goes, yeah, but nobody believes that I beat the last ca- level of Mortal Kombat. And he goes because that's just ridiculous. Nobody beats Sub Zero. Okay, well, that is wildly inaccurate. <laughs> Sub Zero is well, yes, not the final boss. But I also just like I also just like that that Brian Cranston is like yeah. has probably tried to beat Sub Zero and his character. I get Hal. That was his character's name. Mm-hmm. Hal has tried to beat Sub Zero and been like, I can't do this. And so after that, <laughs> after that is just like, oh well, I guess nobody beats him. So I, I love that. Uh, and then and then the third one was something I heard at a sleepover once, and it was it was. Uh, the the I guess before the boys went home with the sleepover at this party, uh, the one of the kids said that in Mortal Kombat, you know, people are always sharing like really, and this is going to get graphic. Okay, uh, like the gross and graphic, way. very very yeah. juvenile, very juvenile graphic. But but somebody told me that that there was um, that there was a character in Mortal Kombat who would cut off the genitals of of like two separate fighters and make them do things after they were dead 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's really interesting because the last guests that we had on the show, uh, Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet, um, they were talking about their childhoods and experiences yeah. in Mortal Kombat and said that there was a rumor going around in L.A., actually, because yeah. Benji grew up here, that there was a fatality where someone... I think said used their their penis to choke someone to death or used their okay pe- like, maybe this was an LA thing because I grew up in LA too yeah. so maybe yeah. this was maybe this was a rumor going around early nineties LA had this yeah this hot genital murder yeah rumor going around I, that's what I heard and I remember being really disturbed by that oh and being God. like that is really upsetting to me I mean listen a lot of horrifyingly violent things then, happen in, in Mortal Kombat. But uh, no one no one puppeteers anyone's severed genitals. Yes, to that's my something that I well, I think I saw like I, I saw clips later of a game being played and I like years later, like maybe five years ago, I actually saw a Mortal Kombat game being played and I was like well, the graphics weren't good enough to do that. <laughs> and that was the You'd only thing You'd be like, what is he holding? It looked like a stick, that you know? That was the only thing holding yes, him back exactly, exactly. Oh, my God. So that's what I know about Mortal Kombat. So considering that you know almost everything, I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just fill in the blanks. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're aware Mortal Kombat's a fighting game. You choose a character, you fight the other person. Not yeah. unlike Street Fighter. Yeah. The... The thing that made Mortal Kombat stand out from other fighting games and the thing that I've always been obsessed with since since my childhood uh, is that there's a very dense, like, fantasy mythology mm-hmm. and a lore that has been continuous for, like, well over 20 years. Mm. Um, I have that right? 92? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The setting of Mortal Kombat takes place in a reality where are, there are all these different uh, dimensions called realms, and they were created by the Elder Gods uh, mm-hmm. millennia ago. Mm-hmm. So Earth Realm is one of the realms. Right. There's um, Edenia, which is kind of like a Greek god, Roman god kind of idea. Everyone mm-hmm. there is very beautiful. They practice magic. There's like lots of waterfalls. It's lush and very pretty mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Then there's Outworld, which is like Mad Max meets Lord of the Rings. It's right. like these deserts and monsters and creatures and like centaur people and lizard people. It's the best. And then there's mm-hmm. the Nether Realm, which is basically hell. So throughout history, these realms are always trying to conquer one another. That basically means that the premise of most of the Mortal Kombat games is that it's a fighting tournament. And if we lose, then another realm will invade ours and, like, kill everyone here. All of this lore is something that kind of developed over time. Like, mm-hmm. in the very first game, there wasn't that much meat on the bones. But when it was really successful and they made another one and they made another one, they just started filling out right. the mythology. So while I'll be telling you today a story of one character's perspective throughout all this history, uh, we're going to be talking about Prince Goro. Okay. Do you have any familiarity with the character Goro at all? Does a no. picture come to mind? No. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> Goro is the original Mortal Kombat boss. Okay. He was the boss that you had to beat. I guess he was more of a sub-boss in the first Mortal Kombat game, but he was like the stock-like character that you would fear. His original design, he's like two times bigger than your character. He's got four arms. He's got three fingers on each arm. He is from a race called the Shokan uh, that are half man, half dragon. Okay. He's got like a little ponytail. Usually um, if somebody's somebody has the name Prince in their mm-hmm. thing, they're a boss. And they're, yeah. yeah, they're a boss. They're going to be taken down. Yeah. yeah. I think traditionally, you know, people know him as Goro, but I love to point out that this like mostly nude four-armed dragon man <laughs> who grunts and roars a lot is a royal prince. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's huge. Uh, he's a tough guy. He's from this race called the Shokan. And they are Can originally- Can I see a picture of him? Yeah, I would, okay. I would love to show you a picture of Goro. <laughs> Let's see. All right, here comes Goro. First impressions. Half dragon, I'm imagining, like, okay. 
Okay, yeah. So that's kind of what I was imagining. He's more like troll-like. I, I was. I think I was oh, expecting yeah. him to be like more human. On I was expecting like a centaur, but like mm, with a dragon's well, tail or something. We'll we'll get into centaurs. Okay, Goro actually has a. <laughs> Does he have like a centaur army or something? Well, so so Goro's from Outworld, and uh, that is the dimension with all the deserts and monsters right, and creatures the, and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it post-apocalyptic? It's... N- or implied post-apocalyptic? So it kind of is. I was actually... I feel like I, it's a rabbit hole I could fall into forever, but I, I was looking a little bit more into like the history of Outworld this morning. Mm-hmm. So Outworld in, in the games, for the most part, is ruled by this guy named Shao Kahn, who's like mm-hmm. an evil emperor. His whole thing is like, I rule Outworld, I'm going to enslave every race here and then i'm going to conquer every realm Mm -hmm. um and i found out that he used to be a god that was meant to protect outworld just like Mm -hmm. raiden who Mm -hmm. i'm sure you're a little familiar with he's got the lightning powers and the hat possibly yeah Yeah. Yeah. he's like earth realms protector so shao khan was meant to be like the raiden of outworld Mm -hmm. and uh at some point he assassinated outworld's emperor this guy onaga the dragon king and took over and decided he would rather just rule Mm-hmm. and conquer all these other realms. So I believe in the lore, Outworld did used to be kind of lush and nice, and uh, its resources were sort of sapped in this conquest that Shao Kahn led. Mm-hmm. So it is somewhat post-apocalyptic. It is experience severe climate change, I guess. Right, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's mostly because of this one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and the races there are very, like, brutal. There are Saurians who are like dinosaur people. There are these half-dragon people called the Shokan. They have a blood feud with the Centaurians, who, mm, um, mm-hmm. as you may guess, are centaurs. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of the world that Goro lives in. It's, so yeah. his dad is this guy named King Gorbak, who is uh, a Goro with gray hair, pretty much, and some like body armor. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Do you ever fight his dad? He, you never fight his dad in the games. And uh, Goro has like a weirdly sweet relationship with his dad. That's really cute. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime King Gorbak <laughs> is brought boy. into the story, he's like weirdly nice to his son for like a brutal warrior race. Um, but Goro is sort of like a cocky prince-like warrior. He's known to be like a great fighter. I, w- I want to know more about the relationship with his father. Oh, yeah. Like his, his dad's just very encouraging. Kind of, and forgiving. There Aww. are a few points in Goro's story that we'll get into where Goro falls in, like, really hard times. Yeah. And um, you would imagine he would be cast out or executed. Right. And uh, King Gorbak has pride in his son. Right. And chooses not to do that. It's a prodigal son kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so historically, the, Shao- or the Shokan, um, in order to, like, protect their people, have usually been subservient, been like the army for uh, whoever the emperor of Outworld is. Yeah. So around the time that the lore of the games kicks in, Goro is Shao Kahn's like right-hand man as far as warriors go. Shao Kahn has this sorcerer from Earthrealm who's mm-hmm. like his real, his um, uh, his Rasputin kind of. He's like the sorcerer who can shapeshift and steal souls named Shang Tsung. Okay. And then he's got Goro who's like the muscle. Okay. And so they're sort of the team that is trying to lead this invasion of Earthrealm. And uh, the way that the Elder Gods have have set up a realm being allowed to invade another realm is they have to beat them in 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row. Okay. 
in order to be allowed to uh, merge the realms and take over. So why is it called? It, I I, I want to know why it's called Mortal Kombat. Is it mm-hmm. because it's is it mortals fighting each other, or is it is it just is it just that Mortal Kombat sounds cool? Because that's kind of what I imagined. I think it is uh, definitely because it sounds cool. <laughs> and I Kombat think, with a K. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's dude. They call it the Mortal Kombat tournament like formally. Like that's what the gods have deemed this the name of this tournament. But also at different times, characters challenge each other to mortal combat which mm, i think just means okay. fighting to the death right okay um so i think that's the idea because in, in the tournament you are meant to kill your opponent right. until there's one person left right and the idea is that if the one person left 10 tournaments in a row is like the representative of right. say outworld then yeah. outworld can invade the realm that they've been competing against which right. <clears throat> their earth realm had been able to stave off being invaded for a long time thanks mm-hmm. to this shaolin warrior named the great kung lao Mm-hmm. Um, until Goro came of age and, and entered the tournament on behalf of Shao Kahn, and he fucking killed the great Kung Lao. And this was 500 years before the first game. Okay. So the setting... These are... these are Okay, are, are the characters immortal? Um, in no, a, they in just, a, like... Yeah. They just live different lifespans. Like, on Earth, we okay. live a normal human lifespan. Right. Um, Shang Tsung, that sorcerer, he's from Earth, but he consumes souls, so it keeps him. Oh young. yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Magic will keep you young. I know in Adenya, they're supposed to live for a really long time. I think maybe even immortal unless they get killed. Right. I was gonna say there's the there's the sort of like I'm immortal unless you kill me. Like I won't mm-hmm. get disease. I won't die. I won't. Yeah. yeah. And Goro is two thousand years old. Mm-hmm. Um, around the time of the first Mortal Kombat game. So mm-hmm. clearly, the lifespan for the Shokan is is quite long. Right. Okay. Yeah. So 500 years ago, he kills the great Kung Lao. He's the first, like, outworld victor in Mortal Kombat. And then he wins eight more tournaments after that. So he is the champion of outworld. He's a streak of nine tournaments. Mm -hmm. So the setting of the first Mortal Kombat game is the 10th tournament that will decide whether Shao Kahn and outworld can invade and consume Earthrealm. Okay. Merge the realms. All right. Mm -hmm. Basically expanding his rule. Right. So... Goro goes in very cocky. He's like, I just won nine tournaments. Uh, obviously, I'm going to win. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to make Shao Kahn proud. And then he'll take over this other realm. And, and he'll be good to my people. And I'll be a good prince. And I'll be supporting them. And, and that'll be great. Um, obviously, in the first Mortal Kombat game, the bad guys don't win. Right. <laughs> and Goro is uh, defeated by this guy, Liu Kang, who comes from the same temple that the great Shung Lao, or sorry, great Kung Lao. Uh, studied at you know hundreds of years ago. He's just the new warrior from that temple. He beats Goro. Liu okay. Kang is the protagonist, really, of the Mortal Kombat. Game. I was going to say, do you get to choose your fighter, or mm-hmm. is it? Uh, but but he has to beat him for the game to. Well, the way fighting games work, it's it's usually there's uh, up until recently, it's been that there's like a ladder you play through where you f- pick a character and then you fight every other character in the game, right? And then yeah. you fight the boss character, right? Um. So you'd get like a different ending based on whoever you chose to play as. Like, what mm-hmm. if they won the tournament? What if they won the tournament? Right. But only one would be like canon. Okay. And then you'd go into the next game and it would be like, so this is what happened. Really? Okay. Yeah. But then you could, again, pick your character and see what happened if they won this tournament. Uh, and yeah, that feels like playing favorites, but. It does. Uh, okay. It does. Yeah. But you kind of go into it accepting like, well, he's the hero yeah so that's yeah. the person who wins yeah exactly um see so yeah, so loses mm-hmm. uh is extremely ashamed um the first mortal Kombat tournament takes place on shang sung's island um mm-hmm. which he named shang sung's island <laughs> and 
Um, it's like crumbling and falling apart because Liu Kang beats Goro and the tournament ends. Then Shang Tsung gets pissed. Then Liu Kang kills Shang Tsung. So his whole island, which is just basically floating in the water in a bed of lost souls, just starts crumbling and falling into the sea. That's like, what's the, what's the, uh, there was a, <laughs> there used to be the list of, uh, the list of RPG cliches and, uh, and it's like you beat the boss and the, and the castle crumbles. Oh, that, yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah. Like, and I think the title was like, wait, that's a load bearing boss. <laughs> It's oh, true. Really it happens good. all the time. It does. Where it's like, we've got to get out of here. The castle's going to crumble now that we've beaten the boss. Like, it never explains why that happens, but it just does. I'll never get sick of it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. great, though. It's funny, though. <laughs> I would like to see a scenario in which the heroes beat the boss, and then they're like, I guess let's take the stairs, and like, is I mean, there anywhere nice to eat around yeah, here? I guess that's what Avengers can I was going to say, Avengers <laughs> is, yeah, they yeah. get shawarma. There's a, there's a, like, yeah, I feel like there's... There's, I mean, one of the few video games I've played, like, beginning to end is Chrono Trigger, and I feel like there's a couple mm-hmm. Chrono Triggers where you're like, I beat the boss, now I, now I have to find my way out. But well, usually, yeah. but yeah, but a couple times in there, it'll be like, the castle's collapsing, and yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty great. Foad-bearing boss. That's yeah. good. <laughs> um, so the island falls into the sea, and Goro escapes, and a lot of people just kind of believe he's dead, because he doesn't play a big role in the story for a good span of time. Basically, mm-hmm. for the next, like, two or three games, mm-hmm. Goro is just persona non grata. He's not around. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was really happening in that time, as as Lore will tell you, is that Goro returned to his people and was like, all right, look, I'm not getting involved in other people's affairs anymore. I'm just going to take care of my people i'm going to take care of the shokan mm-hmm. the best way to do that is we're going to go to war okay <laughs> so he leads them in a war against the centaurians mm-hmm. uh the centaurs and it's a bloody war that goes on for a really long time and it's finally ended um by princess katana mm-hmm. princess katana <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> Princess yeah. Katana, um, she was the princess of Edenia yeah. when Shao Kahn conquered it. Mm-hmm. And she was very young. He basically killed her dad, the king. Uh, her mom killed herself. And Shao Kahn was like, all right, I'm going to raise this this girl as my own and like make her my uh, like protector, pretty mm-hmm. much. So he like raises her to be this warrior, and she's protecting him. And then as like, the story of Mortal Kombat goes on, Katana catches wise to like what happened. Um, and who she was raised by and like the truth and uh, turns on Shao Kahn. And so around the time that she gets in the middle of this war between uh, dragon people and centaurs, mm-hmm. um, she has, she's trying to restore Outworld and Edenia to like some kind of a, a, a peace. She's trying to just kind of bring goodness. So she brokers peace between these two races. And so the centaurs live in... Uh, Outworld. Okay. But, but, but they're also at war with uh, Edenia. No, Edenia's kind of, like, gone at this point. It, okay. it, it exists, but it's, like, ravaged. There aren't, like, a lot of Edenians left alive, and the right. ones that are are kind of just in Outworld. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... It's not super clear, but I think when realms are merged, they do very literally just become more of the landscape. Like, mm-hmm. it's like if Outworld merged with Earth, you could just walk down the street into Outworld. Yeah. Um, so... Edenia is part of this, like, post-apocalyptic landscape, I guess, at this point. Yeah. So it's more about, like ruling outworld and mm-hmm. like bringing peace and, and restoring what Adenia was but here now that Shao Kahn's out of the picture mm-hmm. so she's brokering peace between these centaurs and these dragon people and Goro's like yeah I see how that would probably uh, make more of my people alive instead of dead 
and he's like gonna shake hands uh with oh motaro Mm -hmm. which is the name of the centaur leader Mm -hmm. hooves i get they're gonna shake hooves Maybe, maybe, because it's, it's, you know, if he has an upper body, then yeah. Yeah, it's like a chocolate vanilla swirl shake. It's like (laughs) one hand, one hoof shake. Um, Okay. So that's going to happen, and then uh, all of a sudden, this guy, Kung Lao, Mm. who is the descendant of the great Kung Lao, Mm -hmm. appears uh, and says, Goro, first off, fuck you, dude. (laughs) You killed my ancestor. I'm trying to make a name for myself. I also trained at the temple. I'm best friend with that guy, Liu Kang, who beat you up a while ago. I'm here to challenge you to Mortal Kombat, to make a name for myself, and to get revenge for my ancestor that I've never met. <laughs> and um, Goro, being proud, accepts. They fight, and Kung Lao kind of wins. Uh, he kind of he scars Goro, and Goro's like, oh, shit, ow. And then instead of continuing the fight or finishing Goro off, Kung Lao's like, okay, that's all I really needed to do. Um, I think we're square now. <laughs> and uh, he extends a that's hand a, that's a pretty big plot hole i feel like mm-hmm. oh, i'm just gonna let him just gonna just gonna let him go yeah i mean at this point because well, this is where finish him comes from right mm-hmm. yeah yeah most fights do end in someone getting the, their spine ripped out of their body in yeah, this world I've, i yeah i feel like i've seen that happen before mm-hmm. yeah you must have I've seen the graphic yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um i think that's what my mom objected to she was just like no no despining that, that makes sense yeah it does make sense <laughs> sure um, I understand not wanting your kid to see a spine ripped out of a body. Yeah. That said, I think most of us have turned out fine. Sure. I almost mean, every millennial has depression and anxiety. Yeah. I'm not willing to blame it on uh, Yeah, Mortal no, Kombat I don't think it's yet. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I don't think it's Mortal Kombat's fault. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a million reasons. Who's to say whether or not it's Mortal Kombat? Exactly. It feels exactly. like a no. Statistically, more likely that it's a no. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um... But at this point, you know, Goro's not antagonizing anyone. He's, like, about to make peace. So I think it's kind of chill that Kung Lao's like, hey, I scarred Goro. That's enough for me. I feel like I did good by the great Kung Lao. Mm -hmm. Um, We good? And Goro signifying, like, this change for him that he's no longer just like, you know, I'm just going to kill anyone who comes into my path. Is like, yeah, sure, we're good. Mm -hmm. He shakes hands with Kung Lao. He shakes hands with the centaur. Um, There's peace. And uh, so years later... Goro is pretty much aligned with Katana, like Outworld is Does chill. she use a Katana? She doesn't. Okay. It's it's actually Kitana. It's K-I. Kitana. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen that too. Kitana. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. She uses fans. <laughs> fans that have blades coming right. out Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I might have... I might have, yeah, I feel like I've seen Princess Katana, you know, like, usernames. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I must have seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, XX6 underscore yes, Princess yes. Katana with a one for the I. Exactly. Like like on Neopets like. or something. Oh, like. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. With a, with a capital capital K and then yeah. the, the, the little, like, capital and lowercase thing. Yeah. I love the likelihood that there was a lot of crossover between Mortal Kombat and Neopets fans at, at ne- one point. Neopets was a weird, weird place, man. Mm-hmm. I and there were yeah, there were there was a lot of weird stuff going on there. So yeah. When was the last me. time uh, you logged on to Neopets? Uh-huh. Um, I actually think I logged on in college, but I didn't take care of my pets. I just played the games because mm-hmm. I was just like really bored, and I was like, you know, I was I was you know I was just like trying to blow off steam in college sure but yeah they they, there's actually like the the economy of uh of neopets is like a disaster where uh it's neo points right people yes people were buying things and then selling them in their shops 
for too much and that drove up inflation wow. so much that now like that like uh, like a single apple would be a thousand neopoints oh and God. yeah and things so just kept Neopets going up and up. Economy has collapsed. It, it collapsed and they and yeah and then like the only way to get neopoints for a while was to watch advertisements oh, and like a no. bunch of parents groups objected because like and I remember that you could like feed your neopet for free if you clicked on certain links or something and they yeah. would be like they'd be like mm, I love McDonald's and <laughs> oh my God. it was really it got really corrupt wow. after a while so so yeah it's I think it's like a hilarious I want like. I want like an Aaron Sorkin type like like you know show. I, I don't even like Aaron Sorkin, but I want like a, a hard hitting show about Neopets. I was no joke, maybe three or four months ago talking talking with my writing partner about like could we do a story about like a, like the Social Network, but about the people who made Neopets because it's a, it's a wild story. It I'm is a wild story. It is a wild through, story. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Back to Goro. So. So Goro and Kitana align. Kitana gets involved in this conflict that happens. Uh, and in the time that she's distracted and not really, like, ruling, Shao Kahn kind of gets resurrected, returns to power, or is trying to return to power. How does he get resurrected? <sighs> Sorcery shit. It's okay. always it's always either. It's always either and he's Shang the, And Sung. he's the Rasputin guy, right? Or, no, no, Shang Tsung is the Rasputin guy. Okay. Shao Kahn is the evil emperor. Right, okay, Shao Kahn is mm-hmm. the... Okay, okay. So it's it's always either Shang Tsung does some kind of soul magic, mm-hmm. or there's this necromancer named Quan Chi, mm-hmm. who becomes a primary, or like a secondary villain uh, in Mortal Kombat 4 and 5 and 6 and onward. Um, it's one of them. It's one of the two sorcerers that's always like restoring people back mm-hmm. to life using okay. blood magic of some kind. Mm-hmm. So um, Chao Kahn is is rising back into power mm-hmm. when Shang Tsung and Quan Chi go, hey, wait, we have all the power. Mm. Let's form a deadly alliance. So mm-hmm. they get together. They kill Liu Kang. They're the only people who've been able to defeat him. They kill Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. And uh, they slaughter pretty much all the good guys, including Katana. Mm-hmm. And so this deadly alliance forms and they're on a mission to attain power. It's like the two vice bad guys team up. And uh, in the power vacuum that is created uh, in Outworld by this happening, um, Shao Kahn, uh, just to double back a little bit. So I told you about Princess Katana. Mm-hmm. Um, when Shao Kahn started raising her, he got very paranoid that she'd one day find out her heritage and turn on him, which is what happened. Um, so he had her cloned. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, there's no way that she's dead forever. She gets, she comes back somehow. Uh, well, her evil or, or comes back in evil form. So yeah. he makes a clone by, uh, having Shang Tsung like cross her DNA, um, with the DNA of this race called the Tarkatans. They have mm-hmm. giant blades that come out of their arms and jagged teeth. They're like mutants mm-hmm. and they live out in the wastelands of Outworld. Okay. So there is a Katana clone named Melina mm-hmm. who looks just like Katana, but she wears pink mm-hmm. um, and she has a mask over her face. And when she pulls it away, you see that she actually has like huge fangs. Okay. I feel like I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Is I'm, there, I'm sure at some point you have. Does Does Katana wear blue? Yes. Yes. I've, I've seen images yeah. of her. Yeah. yeah. I've seen images of her for sure. So um, in the power vacuum created by Shao Kahn getting killed and Earth's heroes getting killed, Melina... Um, tries to take over. She, like, takes over Shao Kahn's palace in Outworld. And uh, some Adenians in the Shokan, they have, like, an alliance still going, and they go and they try to storm the fortress to unseat Melina. And uh, Goro gets struck down uh, by this guy, Noob Sabot, 
you don't have to worry too much about him. He's just one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he serves pretty much whoever's evil at the time, so I think he's still loyal to Shao Kahn, to Molina at this time. He strikes down Goro, and Goro's left for dead. And then who should show up to save Goro uh, but Shao Kahn? Mm-hmm. He's still not dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still faking his death. Uh, Shao Kahn shows up, and he says, Listen, Goro, I know uh, we've not been allies for a long time, and that you threw in with uh, my daughter who betrayed me, Katana, but I'll make a deal with you. Uh, I'll help you. I just did you a solid. I just saved your life on this battlefield where you were left for dead. Uh, I will be coming back to power eventually. Trust me. Like, Shang Tsung, Quan Chi can't take me down forever. So I'll make a deal with you. When I come back into power, if you help me mm-hmm. and align with me once more, I will banish the centaurs uh, from Outworld and and put your people in power again. So mm-hmm. Goro kind of has this moment where he's like, all right. For a few years now, I've been allies with the centaurs. Mm-hmm. And it's been fine. And I've been working with Katana. And that's been fine. Mm-hmm. But this guy just saved my life. And I feel like I owe him something. And he's saying to me, basically, backslide. Go back to your old ways. Have a race war again with these centaur people. And I will put you and your people back into power when I take over again. Mm-hmm. And Goro accepts the offer. Mm-hmm. Kind, of a, kind of a disappointment. Goro's like, all right, deal. I was going to say, like, like is he, is he, because some bad guys just stay bad, and some bad guys kind of go good, and some bad guys are, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like he kind of goes back and forth. He does. It's, it's, I think. But also, like, what, what is bad in this world is, you know, is relative. What is bad in, you know, most fantasy worlds is, is relative, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Goro just lives in a brutal world, and it's been a brutal history for his people, and he uh, looks at things from a perspective of honor, and responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, around this time, obviously the story has spiraled into chaos at this point. There have been multiple betrayals and takeovers. The Mortal Kombat tournament, conceptually, is just out the window. There have been invasions and murders and backstabbing. And uh, Armageddon begins. Like, a, a prophesized apocalypse just starts to happen because everyone in the world of Mortal Kombat has, has attained too much power. There's a great imbalance among the realms. And, and then that's has been prophesied to tra- prophecy to trigger an apocalypse. There's a larger story behind like the different steps that led to it, but basically, right. yeah, we just reached a point in history at this time where the apocalypse is happening, and so there's this great war mm-hmm. um, in front of a pyramid called the Pyramid of Argus, uh, where these warriors are basically meant to fight and kill each other until there's only one godlike being left. Right, and Goro falls in that battle he okay. dies canonically dead okay um and there are two people left at the end of this battle shao khan who you know quite well at this point and raiden who is the god of thunder and meant to be the protector of earth realm so essentially like the original protector of earth realm the original protector of outworld are the last two beings left in this epic war and shao khan is going to win Mm-hmm. And Raiden's last move that he has in his back pocket is to uh, send a message back in time to his younger self, <laughs> circa the first Mortal Kombat tournament, and say the only phrase he can get out in time, which is, he must win. Okay. And that is how NetherRealm Studios rebooted the Mortal Kombat franchise without throwing away any of the storytelling from the original series of games when they rebooted it in 2011. So he says he must win. Yeah, he says he must win, and so a new timeline forms in which, during the first Mortal Kombat tournament, Raiden all of a sudden understands that his older self in the future has sent a desperate message to him, which is he must win. 
And so now we enter a new timeline where Raiden makes all different choices and it creates a sort of butterfly effect right. from the very first Mortal Kombat tournament on as he's trying to puzzle out what he must win means. Does Do they explain how he sends a message back in time? Yeah, there's kind of this larger story <laughs> about an amulet that's oh, like okay. created there's by always, the Elder there's Gods. There's always a fucking there's amulet. Always an amulet. <laughs> it's the least related, but have you ever met anyone who has an amulet? No. It's like pick something everyone has. Yeah, exactly. It's an iPhone. Yes. It's a coffee maker. Yeah. Um, there's also, what was I going to say? There's also, uh, um, what's the, <laughs> There's uh, let's see, He but, but he also knows, he says he must win. So, but that means that he's going to go back and make different choices and mm-hmm. let does he and let somebody win in the past i mean how did he know what would lead to he it's literally like in the two seconds before a hammer crushes his skull yeah so while i'm sure he could have explained better we don't even get to know exactly what he meant yeah uh it's kind of just up to past raiden in this new timeline to interpret it and that's kind of what the reboot was about it retold the story of the first few mortal Kombat games yeah if raiden made different choices it created like basically a catastrophic yeah um butterfly effect of events so for goro at least in this new timeline his story doesn't change all that much right until a major event happens so same story he's serving shao khan in outworld during his conquest we see that he was a great help in bringing shao khan to power in outworld he helped him enslave the different races of outworld Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple races we don't really know about existing until the rebooted timeline, mm-hmm. but, um, he helps enslave these people called the Kaiten who are like bug people. Mm-hmm. He helps him enslave these people called the Ashtek that are inspired by Aztec warriors. Mm-hmm. There are these mm-hmm. people who, uh, gain strength from sunlight and practice blood magic. Okay. Um, d- d- how, how did Aztec people feel about that? <laughs> you know, uh, I can't speak for them and I, I have yet to hear... Uh, <laughs> it's it's an it's an interesting but I mean, yeah people they, of aztec descent descent sure yeah yes. um yeah they spell it o-s-h as an oshkosh bagash uh <laughs> okay. apostrophe t-e-k-k for a second i was like are they based on ashkenazi people because that's that'd be tight i would love to see the, i would love to see our people represented in the world of mortal Kombat. because because we're because yes because we the ashkenazis are known so well for yeah. fighting mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah lactose intolerance and fighting exactly and combat uh yeah, I, got my, I would got my lactate right here perfect yeah i need to start packing um i'm almost 30 it's time yeah <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to see. I would love to find out that like Johnny Cage is Jewish. Um, <laughs> my 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 lactose intolerance didn't kick in until about two years ago, yeah, and same. now I'm like, yeah, and now I'm like, well, this is this is my life now. Yeah, I uh, I denied it, denied it, denied it. And I was like, I guess I I guess this is just me. I was just like, I was just like, yeah, I just heard after eating pizza. That's yeah. just what it is, and yeah. now it's like, no, you actually cannot eat it. Uh huh. Um, yeah. That but, said, yeah. I've I've done absolutely nothing about it. Uh, continue <laughs> to eat just as much, if not more, cheese. I yeah um, oh I can't eat cheese cheese makes me feel like I have the flu now yeah but yeah that uh, definitely makes me feel uh, like I'm dying yeah but I eat I definitely still have milk products but I just try to 
to get lactate and mm-hmm. you know if and if, and if i haven't had it in a while then it makes it less painful yeah. so i can like have a piece of cheesecake if i haven't had milk in a couple weeks but if i've been like eating just like nothing but milk then i'll get really sick mm-hmm. so yeah yeah anyway i'm sure this is fascinating to your listeners <laughs> no so. i'm 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 ecstatic <laughs> that this episode starts with a long chat about les miserables <laughs> and and takes a nice little break in the middle to talk about lactose intolerance i feel like i feel like everybody i know like hits 30 or like it hits their late 20s and everybody like our age is just kind of it's just like oh no this is a problem that you have now cool my body started decaying yeah exactly (laughs) it's like you know welcome welcome to 30 be sure to do your back exercises even when your back isn't hurting because Uh it'll help it on the days that it is yeah yep that's that's just the way that it is oh boy yeah boy if only we were buff and, and had forearms like Goro. And exactly. Kind of like built more sturdy. Yeah. Yes, yes. But we're but we're not, sadly. Not yet. No, not not yet. No. Yes, not yet. I don't know. Chris <laughs> CRISPR could probably hook me up with like two extra arms. Oh yeah. I mean I mean we'll, down see, the line. we'll see what CRISPR does. I'm yeah. gonna go for it. I think I'm, that's what I'll do. Once yeah. we get into like body hacking, I'll just see if I can get an extra two arms. Yeah, I, I feel like but I feel like it'll be kinda like It'll be kind of like Google Glass. Like when you see somebody wearing that, you'll be like, oh, God, they're one of those guys. Well, you know, I say this all the time. We are of the generation where we're going to we're going to see the cyberpunk future for sure. Yeah. But the first gen version of it, the like yeah. sh- the first gen iPhone, like this only kind of works. The Google yeah. Glass iteration we're gonna see shitty blade runner uh, yeah but i feel like it's all die. just gonna be like people like elon musk using it and we're and the yeah. rest of us are gonna be like fucking losers <laughs> like after a while after a while like these those guys just kind of come across as losers you well, know Bezos was like pitching elysium yesterday oh, like God. for real he's like yeah we're gonna make uh space colonies for rich people <laughs> yeah exactly it's just uh great that's yeah. cool yeah. Uh, so I'm it'll be very die, it'll die be, here with my comrades in the wasteland. I was gonna say it'll be very it'll be very uncool. It'll be very yeah. uncool because it'll seem it'll seem bourgeois to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. So Goro helps Shao Kahn conquer Outworld, yeah. but the, the thing for Goro that changes majorly in this timeline is that because of Raiden's message that he sends back in time, um, much earlier than in the original timeline, Shao Kahn is killed forever. Okay. So Goro character growth in this timeline sprouts out of the fact that Shao Kahn, who's obviously not been a positive influence on Goro throughout his life, out of the picture pretty early on in the story for Shao Kahn is not his father, is he? No. Okay. His father is uh, King Gorbak. King Gorbak. Okay. Which is a tight name. (laughs) King Gorbak. I love it. Yeah, that is kind of great. Yeah. Where are the Elder Gods in all this? Have they stepped away? Are they dead? Are they they, they gone? They exist. And uh, Raiden, the defender of Earthrealm, who's a God, it, there's like a tier system. It's like there are mm-hmm. gods who are these right. immortal beings that have an elemental power of some kind and are put in charge of protecting the various realms and right. like managing their rules. Then there are the elder gods who are on some other plane, mm-hmm. but Raiden will often like go to them for counsel. Mm-hmm. They're still around enforcing their rules, okay. but they're they don't get directly involved in affairs. It's like the gods that they've put in charge of the different realms like Raiden and Shao Kahn are uh, the ones that are meant to be enforcing the rules. Okay. Yeah. So they'll check in with the Elder Gods to be like, hey, how should I deal with this? Or like, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Mm -hmm. Or could you get involved? And they usually don't. Every once in a while they will. Yeah. Um, So with Shao Kahn out of the picture, Goro returns to Outworld to be with his people, which is something he's done before, but now there's no more getting like roped back into helping Shao Kahn. Um, after Shao Kahn dies, a new Khan, which turns out Khan is like, means king, I guess, for mm-hmm. Outworld. Mm-hmm. A new Khan rises. It's this guy named Kotal Khan. 
Uh, he's an Oshtek warrior. He um, is kind of a good dude. He's mm-hmm. like not in, interested in conquering other realms. He just wants to rule Outworld and create like a positive society. So Goro aligns himself with Kotal Kahn mm-hmm. um, and is like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. And a civil war breaks out in Outworld after Shao Kahn's dead between Kotal Kahn and Melina, that evil mm-hmm. clone of Katana, who's mm-hmm. like, I have the birthright to be the queen of this realm now because mm-hmm. Shao Kahn is my father. Meanwhile, Kotal Kahn's like, yeah, but I was his like lead general and the people want me in power. So he kind of stages a coup and When did that come out? Because this feels very Game of Thrones. <laughs> like uh... This would have been 2004. 15. Okay, so, so this yeah, because is... this feels very much like a Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, it definitely becomes more and more Game of Thrones. Like, that, that storyline. And I mean, the... I know there's there's been other, of course, there have been other fantasy worlds that were about kings and, you know, people fighting for, for you know, who has the right of this kingdom. Mm-hmm. But, like, but like yeah, but it feels very specifically Game of Thrones right now. I, yeah. think, I think it was a big influence, yeah. for sure, in, in just it being a really well-told, ruthless fantasy story. Right. And them applying that kind of logic to the mythology they'd created. Um, so Goro is helping Kotal Kahn in the Civil War and Outworld, helping him like fight off Melina's forces. Um, and he finds melina mm-hmm. and she's with this guy rico who's like her mark anthony pretty much mm-hmm. uh and they say to goro and this will probably sound familiar we'll restore the shokan to their former glory mm-hmm. and help you out mm-hmm. if you turn your back on kotal khan and help bring us to power and goro again falls in old habits and goes Okay. All right. You have a deal. Yeah. Ah, that dumbass. It's just too trusting. Yeah. So he lures Kotal Khan's dad uh, into a trap and kills him um, because the Ashtek, like I said, gain their power from the sun. And he has a, Melina has a brother named Rain who can control storms. So they basically uh, blot out the sun. Kotal Khan's dad has her no Her brother's powers. named Rain? Yeah. Come on. Oh, Prince Rain. Oh, oh, Prince Rain. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, he wears purple. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I appreciate that purple reference, rain. but purple yes, yeah. but yes. <laughs> so Rain blots out the sun. Goro kills Kotal Khan's dad. And uh, Kotal Khan finds out um, and is pissed uh, that his dad was murdered. <laughs> yeah. And so he uh, goes and decides he's going to kill the traitor Goro. Uh, Goro and Kotal Khan face off. And Rain tries to blot out the sun again, but Kotal has been using blood magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's able to basically scorch Rain with sun rays. Uh, and then he rips all four of Goro's arms off. Okay. All right. So, which, for, yeah. for a proud warrior, is just about the worst thing you could do to someone. Yeah. Uh, it's a real Jamie Lannister. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, this really does feel very... <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> if Jamie very... Lannister was half dragon and had four arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just I just imagine him just being like, okay, we'll do this. Is he, is he like, is he like canonically stupid? Is it sort of a brawn and all brawn and no brains kind of stereotypical kind of thing? He is depicted in some ways as just like a grunting heathen, like right, very Conan, okay. like they're like... Argh, argh. Um, yeah. And then every once in a while, he'll be depicted as like having very poetic dialogue. <laughs> but depends I, who's writing him. I think naive is more the thing. Like he wants to do good by his people. He wants people to 
think of him as really tough and strong and naive good and cool. despite being 30,000 years old or whatever. Uh, 2000. 2000. So, you know, if he was 30, me. maybe it would be a different story. <laughs> he's, only got two, he's only got two money. Um, yeah. So Goro's arms get cut off. Uh, yeah. How long, how long, I was going to say, how long does this take place over? This, like everything I've been telling you? Yes. Not like mm. in, in, in their time, not in real life. I'd say from the first Mortal Kombat tournament, it's like 30, 40 years. Okay. Um, so, closer to 30, I think. Okay. And going back to like, since Goro got involved with Shao Kahn in the first place and like helped him win tournaments, it's like 500, 600 years total. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So Goro has no arms and he begs Kotal. He's like, just kill me. Mm. Just kill me. Uh, and Kotal Khan, ice cold because he's pissed that this dude killed his dad, is like, uh, I thought the Shokan don't believe in sentimental things. And he just walks away and leaves Goro <laughs> with like four bloody stumps. So Goro like manages to get on. I think they ride like lizards around. Um, <laughs> giant lizards. Okay. He gets on He gets on a mount and he, right. he rides back to King Gorback and he says like, I was defeated. I relinquish my right to the throne. You should have me executed or exiled. And like I said earlier, King Gorbak has like a weirdly sweet relationship with his son. He goes, no, I love my son. You, you will not give up the throne. I am going to get vengeance for what they did to you. This is so not cool. So uh, King Gorbak himself leads an army to take on Kotal Khan. And uh, Kotal Khan straight up smashes King Gorbak's head in and kills him. So if you, okay, so if you're playing this. A dad this, for a dad. I think you're, yeah, if you <laughs> If you're playing this, it's just you fighting, fighting different people mm-hmm. throughout this. Mm-hmm. But like the arcade games would be two people doing it. Yep. So and and that was so that was just kind of a free for all kind of battle that wouldn't really be a story. Yeah, there hasn't been an arcade release of a Mortal Kombat game in like a really long time. I just I but, remember there being arcade games. Though. Oh yeah, I mean it yeah. started that way. Right. And, and so then all the story you would get would just be these like little character profiles that would flash on the right. screen like a okay. picture of a character and some background about them okay and then if you managed to you could play against someone or you could play by yourself through like a ladder even in the arcade right okay so if you went through the ladder you would then get you an ending. Them, yeah so right. people were aware of of okay. the story in the background and yeah. there have been comics from world combat like expanding stuff and like novels since the very first games okay yeah. all right that said most of everything I've said about Goro over the last few minutes have been entirely from the comics mm-hmm. <laughs> that came out to promote, like, the, not this game that just came out, but the one before it. Right, okay. Yeah. So Goro's dad, brutally murdered by Kotal Kahn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goro says to his people, like, um, I, I guess now I'm going to have to fight someone by, by the way our people work. Like, I'm going to have to fight someone else here. Mm-hmm. in Mortal Kombat to decide who's going to take the throne now that my dad's dead. One of his friends, Kintaro, um, some of these half-dragon people uh, have lion skin, by the way. Um, How do you have lion skin? Uh, you know, imagine the guy I showed you, Goro, the forearm dragon guy. Okay. But if he had fur in the pattern of, uh, sorry, not a lion, uh, I guess they look more like a Bengal tiger. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. His name is Kintaro, and, and he's like Goro's buddy. And so. I feel he, like I've heard that name too. Yeah. 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 He was in the third Mortal Kombat game, I think. Second okay. or third. But uh, he says to Goro, like, dude, you can't uh, fight. You're going to just get killed. I mm-hmm. care about you. And so Goro decides instead what he's going to do is he's going to go into a self imposed exile and he's going to look for a way to one day restore his people to power, accepting that Kotal Khan is just 
going to shut down the Shokan people and take over and do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So Goro rides off into the desert and starts pursuing this uh, story he heard that the old emperor of Outworld who came before Shao Kahn, Onaga the Dragon King, had the power to regenerate and even regenerate like lost limbs. Mm -hmm. So he starts looking into this blood magic like, okay, maybe this is something I can study and learn and I can do it myself and then go back and lead my people again. Um, And so in that journey, he finds out about these blood daggers and this blood magic and it leads him uh, to this mercenary group called the Red Dragon and when he rides up to them on his steed, uh, the guards there make fun of him and are like, oh, look at the limbless warrior or whatever. They, you know, they say some dumb shit. And he kills like five dudes using just his legs, uh, just stomps <laughs> them out, um, which is amazing. I don't know how he can even balance uh, considering he has no arms. Right. Uh, but he manages to take them all out and find the leader of this mercenary group and say to the guy like, hey, I, I want to study this blood magic. And the dude's like, all right, sounds good. And that's the last we really hear about Goro until the most recent game had you discovering his skeleton on Shang Tsung's island. So it's very mysterious. It's unknown what happened between Goro trying to study blood magic to figure out how to Uh regenerate his arms and him winding up in the place where he first lost the Mortal Kombat tournament, okay. uh, sitting in the throne he sat in that he observed the tournament from when he was a champion. Well, I was going to say, but he but he didn't die that first time he escaped. So is there like a alternate timelines colliding kind of thing? There is a timelines colliding thing. That's actually what the most recent game was all about. Was oh, that okay. the god of time is like, Raiden, you fucked time up when you sent your message back and this is not the way things are supposed to go. <laughs> so young versions of certain warriors and older versions of different warriors from the different timelines have to fight and work together. Right. But Goro's not really addressed in it. So how his skeleton wound up on Shang Tsung's island is still a, a mystery that we need to find the answer to. Right. Because last we know, he lost his arms, didn't regenerate them. That said, his skeleton has all four arms. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing some kind of timeline shit. Yeah. Something had to have happened. Yeah, either some timeline shit or um, he did figure out how to get his arms back and was killed when he right. went back to Shang Tsung's island, either by Shang Tsung, who we haven't seen in a long time canonically and may or may not be alive, or somebody else, it's hard to say. Right. So that is the tragic tale of Prince Goro. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wants to do right by his half-dragon, half-human Shokan people, and uh, can't help but trip over his own dick just every single time. <laughs> every single time he's forced yeah. to make a decision. Um, so that brings us to the final part of the episode, Mara, and that Uh is a segment I like to call Choose Your Destiny. Okay. Question for you is, were you to exist within the realms of Mortal Kombat, which realm would you live in? What would you be? What would you do? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I like to think that I don't know. See, there's there's always like I, I I don't I don't think that I would be a like a, a very brawny fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't think that I would be like that at all. And I mean, I like to think of myself as as like somebody who could be like strong and fast. But I I also know my own li- limitations. Mm. Um, I kind of like the the 
I like the sounds of the Azteca because they're, I, I like that they're sort of diplomatic and not fighting anybody. I think that mm-hmm. that's, that's really important. But I also know that I can hold a grudge. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Goro and I have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not a brilliant warrior. I'm not made for fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I feel like I would need to know a little bit more. And, and I like to think that I'd be like one of the fighters. I think, I think, you either really want to be like big and buff and strong or you want to be the kind of fighter who can like think their way out of things. Sure. And I think that I would much rather be the type that can think my way out of things. Maybe some kind of a sorcerer then. You know, long distance magic. Yeah. Calculating. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Or like training somebody for it. You know, Or, Or like... I don't know, like the, the few times I've played d and I was like a quick thief or something mm. like that, you know, like, oh, yeah. like some You'd kind of bandit. Right yeah, sure. but I don't know, I, I don't really know if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm actually cut out for that too, so. <laughs> do you think you would be an Earthrealmer in this world or or do you think I an Edenian or I kinda, Outworld on the outskirts? I kind of want to see what they all look like because mm. like, because like that, that I think is really, you know, I like the idea of like the the pretty like, the waterfalls and the, yeah. the Adenian kind of thing, but like they're hot. Yeah, yeah, but I, but, but yeah, but that's also the thing too is I know that I'm like I, I know that I'm not like like you know the the, the willowy goddessy type either. Sure. So yeah, I'd probably I'd probably be an Earth person, I sure. imagine, or or I'd be like some post apocalyptic kind of thing. Mm. Like yeah, I don't I don't like Maybe. yes. I, Maybe like an earth an earth realm or thief who who finds out about a, a big score perhaps at the tournament or an outworld and yeah. has no choice but to rely on uh, your quick wits and and maybe a little magic. That's what I would survive. like to be. That's what yeah. I would like to be, but I don't think like like I don't think I have like the wisdom enough to be like uh uh that's funny because, like in real life, I'm like not street smart at all, but I always pretend that I am. It's <laughs> a hot tip for our listeners: you can really get one over on Mara. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I lived in New York for 11 years, and I know how to like move down the street, sure. you know, and maneuver in a certain way. But you know, but that's mm. that's about it. I do think that, like, yeah, I'm I'm also I'm very although I am I am very very pragmatic, and I'm really into science, so. You know, magic was kind of the science of magic is like the mm. science of fantasy. So maybe I'd yeah. be I'd be into that. Yeah, but I also like human psychology, and that can you know, psychology and and, and social science, and that can lead itself to uh, to being a good you know thief or con artist or something yeah, like, like a that. manipulative so. thief who has conned their way and stolen their way into access but with a heart of gold magic. you know i mean yeah. i mean everybody everybody wants to be yes everybody wants to be omar little like or, or aladdin let's be yeah. real but but yeah I, I don't know i i should ask my sister when i when i get home because like we always she she's just like no that's not what you are come on and she'll <laughs> and she'll say like exactly who i am like we had a game we played which was like that i used to play which was like if you were to exist in history, would you be, uh, would you have been, obviously in, in real life you couldn't choose, but would you have been the wife, the mistress, the nun, or the uh, or the one who dies? <laughs> a, a very A very like, yeah. well, no, but but it's not like, what do you want to be? It's who would you be? Because, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, I like, I told, and I, I said to my sister, I was like, you know, I would, uh, she's like, she's like, you would want to be the mistress, wouldn't you? But like the mistress with the heart of gold, who didn't do anything bad, mm-hmm. who didn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, I guess most people kind of want to be that, you yeah. know, because you get, you get the both, you get the both good sides. You, yeah, get, you get to, both you get to enjoy your life, but you also get to be, uh, but you also don't like actively hurt anybody, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, 
but but she but yeah i probably it's like no i probably would have died of scarlet fever let's let's be real <laughs> you know i've i've had strep throat sure. twice in one month you know yeah. I'd, I'd probably oh, be dead sure. of scarlet fever yeah yeah do you do you have an answer for who you would be Oh boy, no one's asked yet, and I was hoping no one would, because it's uh, <laughs> overwhelming. I know I'd, I know I'd be in, in Outworld, I know I belong there. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to think that I would be maybe an Outworld conservationist, like someone who, right. who is trying to bring back the Outworld of, of yeah. old, who's trying to restore balance to nature. Um, I mean, I feel like I have a like, like part of me that's like very, very like, uh, I know how to forage for stuff and I know how to, and like, I, I went to, I went to an aviation camp when I was 11 mm. or 12, which it was like space camp, but with airplanes and, mm-hmm. uh, and it was fun, but there was a lot of propaganda. Oh, <laughs> so, cool. so yeah, a lot of, a lot of very pro military stuff. Yeah. And I, it was a little weird, but, uh, but my favorite was the escape and evasion stuff where Ooh. we learned, we learned like, you know, what berries will kill you and what sure. will, what will keep you, you know, uh, eat the clustered berries, clustered berries, like blackberries and raspberries. Those are always a hundred percent safe. Oh. So if you're ever like stuck in the woods or something and you see some berries that look like blackberries or raspberries, they're fine black and blueberries Sometimes are like more is more yeah black and black and yeah exactly black and blueberries are usually safe but rub a little on your skin and then put a little on the inside of your lip to see if a reaction forms before you actually eat them wow so yeah so maybe like another hot tip for yes our exactly so maybe like i would maybe i maybe i would do well in that like yeah in that kind of like, dystopian. like a berry mage yeah <laughs> berry mage <laughs> It's <laughs> so fucking. Yeah. I don't want to say the word lame, but what's yeah. the? You just have a satchel of various berries yeah, that, that you use. That, yeah, eat this. I feel like, like you could will. get like a great fatality out of that, though. You probably could. Yeah. You probably could. Just like chuck a berry into someone's mouth and their skin melts off their yeah. body. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that yeah. would be cool. That'd be yeah. pretty, pretty tight. Now, do you know if you would be the nun or the the wife or the mistress or, <sighs> or I'd be dead? the wife? You'd be the wife. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Well, it's uh, it's another case of it's not the one I want to be, but I would be the wife. I don't know you very well, but you do seem like undependable. You seem like you'd be a good wife yeah yeah <laughs> my instincts always lean in the direction of like how do i make everyone else happy but me <laughs> yeah that's so, the wife uh-huh. that's the yeah, wife yeah, yeah. yeah. that's me that's I, the I, I accept it actually i i decided i decided that what i would be if, if i weren't dead is i would be in a lavender marriage Ooh. i would be married but i would be married to to somebody who like like i, I would be married to a gay man yeah you'd have an arrangement exactly we'd I have understand. an arrangement that's yeah. that's what i think and and he that like sounds right to me yes and he wouldn't mind me like spending all my time at the nunnery sure and and i wouldn't mind him spending all his time in you know the, the taverns on that side of town yeah, like yeah, yeah. and we just be we just kind of be like all right well we'll have a child maybe but like like, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I, that's, that would be my ideal circumstances, I think. Okay, all right. If I didn't die of scarlet fever, which I probably would. Right, right. Yes. Naturally. <laughs> Mara, thank you so much thank for coming you so on the much. show. Uh, where can people find you? Okay, you can find my writing at mara.substack.com. I have a weekly newsletter, uh, or actually bi-weekly now, I don't know. We're, we're, I'm trying to make it on a regular basis, but, you know, life happens. Uh, it's called Shan't We Tell the Vicar, because I always end with a fake British TV show title. Uh, <laughs> yes and uh, and also uh, I am unfortunately on Twitter at Mara Wilson mm-hmm. um, I am not I do not have a public Instagram somebody sent me a thing last night that was like is this your Instagram and it was somebody speaking in like very obviously like 
like Spanish English, uh-huh. like like a kind of a mix, you know, talking about like how awesome it was to visit Chile and Ecuador and to visit their friend, you know, who lives in Ecuador. Maybe like, if they were writing in Cyrillic, it would have been more convincing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or, or Yiddish or something. Sure. But yeah, but it'll just be like, yeah, I, I love when people make fake accounts for me and it's obviously like, <laughs> and, and, and it'll all be British English or, I'm Margo, or Spanish. Uh, Wilson and. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, but yes, you can find me at Mara Wilson on Twitter and Mara.substack. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and as always, uh, what do we stick? What do we, what did we go with last time? F- uh, fatality. <laughs> finish him. Yeah. Finish him. Finish him. Finish it. <laughs>